It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. We call this our scattered thunderstorm season, as we release one episode each week in anticipation of our exciting winter daily podcast series starting January 17th. To learn more about our training programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Well, Eric, it's great to be with you back in the studio. Uh, we've been walking through this little mini-series uh, over these next 12 weeks. Or it's a 12-week series, one every single Monday, these dying a thousand daily deaths. Mm-hmm. And again, we're, we're addressing 12 key truths that people need right now. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to go back and almost review some of the key series we've done mm-hmm. uh, over this last season. You, in the summer, had a series called Alfred the Great. You want to explain what that series was and why people should listen to it if they haven't? Yeah, a lot of people don't even really know who uh, King Alfred was. Uh, and, you know, he lived in the 800s. And, uh, you know, most of us have no clue what happened in the 800s AD, which is just sort of a funny thought. But his life is so profound and parallel with so many things that are happening today in our world. In his world, which is ancient Great Britain, uh, it was being invaded by Vikings. And our world, where it parallels, is that we're being invaded by what we call Viking ideology. And it's like the same spirits. Isn't it a weird thought to think that the same demons back then live today, and they're very good at what they do? And there was one guy that stood up, that resisted, and that stood on behalf of the truth in that era, and that was a guy named Alfred. And he wasn't known as the Great back then. Someone didn't come up and tap him on the shoulder and go, hey, Alfred the Great. He was known as that about 400 years later when everyone looked back like that was a remarkable man. And what I would say is one of the reasons I would encourage someone to go through that series is, first of all, it is profound to give language and articulation to what is going on in our world today, the invasion that we feel. But also it's inspiring to see how we as believers can respond and should respond to an encroaching evil. What does it look like to stand in your soul? Because I'm not saying, I'm not talking about a military movement necessarily where I'm encouraging people to bear arms against this Viking ideology. As much as I'm saying in our inner man, this is the spiritual battle we're engaged in no matter what. And how could we pull an Alfred uh, and do something similar? That's so good. Well, one of the reasons we're doing this 12-week series where it's only one episode every week instead of our normal, you know, five, five days a week. Instead of Daily Thunder, it's Scattered Thunderstorms. That's right, which I really love that title. Yeah. Uh, but the reason we're doing that is partly so that people can go back and get caught up on some of our series before we start our brand new series that starts January 17th. So mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to any of our past series, I'd really encourage someone to do that. You can just do that by going to ellersley.com and click on the Daily Thunder tab. Uh, Eric, in today's episode, I want to talk about this idea of relentless love. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when you look at, especially our current world in which we live, there is so much animosity and opposition that just brings forth hatred, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the liberals and the conservatives, whether it's the Christians and the LGBTQ plus alphabet soup thing, wh- whether it's, we, we have all these ideologies where it's almost like we are being f- baited for frustration mm-hmm. uh, and, and almost this prideful arrogance. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kind of flesh that out, the, the, yeah. the current problem that we have? Yeah, I think we are being turned and uh, played by the enemy to behave in a way that is opposite our commission as Christians. Go into all the world uh, and do what? What are we supposed to do? Hate? <laughs> Beat up? Uh, denounce? Uh, and yell at? Smack in the face? We are supposed to actually express this message of hope and good news to who? 
to those that don't have it. Well, who are those that don't have it? Those that are probably against us. And so what the enemy is doing is he's creating a partisan culture even within the church. And he's very good at it because that's even what denominationalism is. And so he's done a very good job of picking off the conservatives already up to this point, just internally. But then we're also being played in a bigger picture uh, to be focused more on what the enemy is doing, the conspiracy theorist mentality, instead of what God is doing, the good news mentality. I tell you what, you're a lot happier person if you focus on the good news as opposed to the bad news. And yet we're also being turned against the very people that we're supposed to be reaching with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we're supposed to be making disciples of. And so as a result, what do we need to do? We need to have a reset button. We need to repent afresh and say, Lord, I'm being played. I'm reviling the very people that I'm supposed to be loving, and that's not good. That is not acceptable in, in this hour. Yeah, I think a good test for our souls is, well, one, are we praying for those who persecute us? Are yeah. we actually, uh, are we allowing God to fill us with that heart and that love uh, that he wants to exhibit toward them. Uh, so one, are we are we praying for them? But two, mm-hmm. I think even as we just think about people that are not like us, mm-hmm. and it's easy to see it in the politics, but even in the church, whether it's the vaccine stuff or whether it's denominations or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, do we actually have a a genuine love and a, and a care and a concern and a and a heartfelt cry and a prayer for them, or is it a eh, I'll just write them off? Yeah. I think I think for me, it's so easy to just be like. I'll just draw a line in the sand and I'll just ignore them or I'll Mm -hmm. internally be like, without actually showing love. Mm -hmm. Could you, could you explain what does it mean for the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. In other words, if if we were to show love to the people around us Mm -hmm. in a similar manner that God has showed love to us, Mm -hmm. what does that mean practically of how God has shown us this relentless kind of love? Well, if God, and he has every right to. If he gave us the cold shoulder because we were ideologically different than him. Which we are, <laughs> yes, greatly. <laughs> we, would have, we would have been cut off a long time ago. And that's the entire idea of holy. He's other than us. And yet his response to that which is other than him was to lay down his life, was to give up everything, was to take the lowest position, remove his outer garment, wrap a towel around his waist, and wash our feet. That should stun us into a state of alertness afresh. It's just like, whoa, okay, is that what I'm doing for those that are against me or ideologically opposite of me? Whether that's in the church, which is a huge issue right now. The vaccine is splintering the church, and it ought not to. We should bind together on Jesus and the cross and not on if we have a vaccine or we don't have a vaccine. Yet it is becoming such a divisive issue within the church that uh, I I can only say that the devil's getting away with a lot of nonsense in our ranks, and that needs to shift. But the way the Holy Spirit pursued you, the way he pursued me, was he was relentless. And the reason we're including this in our series of 12 things we really need right now as Christians is we need to, first of all, reset to recognize that that is opposing us is actually our uh, end goal. We want to see them one for Christ. As William Booth says, when you come into a new uh, town, go after the most infamous sinner and win him. Because then when the most infamous sinner is one, it shows the power of God to the rest of the community. Well, what are we doing? What would be the most infamous sinner in our culture? Well, I think most of us could pick it out pretty easily and say, let's go after it. Let's pull a William Booth on this one and let's turn the tables on it. But the Holy Spirit doesn't just minister truth to you once and then give up, shrug his shoulders. Well, there's no hope for this one. We do that, you know, and it's a big deal for us to minister once to someone that isn't that easy. But the Holy Spirit keeps coming back. 
and he is relentless in his pursuit of our soul. And I think we would do good to just refresh that, not just to see that that enemy is actually our mission field, but to then reset in our thinking in regards to how the Holy Spirit has pursued us to say, is that the template? Is that what we are doing in regards to allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us to love that person? Yeah, I think the old language that I remember hearing uh, is this old poem called The Hound of Heaven, that, that here is God, he's, he's breathing down our necks, he's chasing after us, he will not let us go. And we have a great illustration of that. One of our staff members, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, has had this huge burden for one of these guys that he just knows, this old man down in uh, Belize. Mm-hmm. And this man has been so hard, and it's like he wants truth, but he doesn't want truth. And yeah. He wants Jesus, but he doesn't want Jesus. Yeah. And Dan and Sandy have so pursued him to the point where, uh, you know, he's, he's, he gets to the point of where he's almost, he's about to die. Uh-huh. And so Dan goes, okay, I will, I will spend the money to fly down to another country and minister to him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a little bit better and he's, nope, I don't want Jesus. <laughs> and so, you know, a few months later, you know, he's at this brink, uh, breaking point and he's just like, I need Jesus. And so Dan will fly down there. Yep. And, and it's interesting. I love that heart and watching Dan and yep. Sandy to me has been so precious because they are groaning over this man. I mean, they're yeah. they're weeping, asking God to save this one man, and they're yeah. they're relentlessly pursuing him yeah. and spending great amounts yeah. of money and for great one. inconvenience. Travel is not that enjoyable right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, especially international travel. Yeah. Exactly, and yet they have they have such a love for this one soul yeah. that they just said it's it's worth worth the time, worth the effort, worth this money. Yeah to pursue the one. And, and even as we're recording this, Dan is down there for the third time right. in just a few month period. Uh, and he genuinely wants to see this man one for Jesus Christ. And it's just an amazing thought of like, what would that look like if we had that same disposition yeah. to the people around us and in the culture in which we live that is so dark and is so putting the pressure against us rather than being baited for that opposition, ba- being baited for that arrogance and that that frustration and that bitterness and that, that anger, what would it look like to actually allow Jesus to fill us with his love and showcase that to the world around us? That's right. Do you have a quick practical, like how could someone take this and say, okay, yeah, I, I see the importance of it, mm-hmm. but what is that? how does that translate practically mm-hmm. yeah. tomorrow in, in yeah. our lives? Do you have any, have any thoughts? Well, yeah, there, there's two things going on here when we talk about this. And one is, you know, the relentless side, which is what we're really bringing up. But the relentless love doesn't even work if you don't see that person as an object of love. And if you only look at the people you like and sort of can get along with as the people that are the object of the Christ love within you, you're missing how Christianity works. And so I think first is there's a reset and a repentance that needs to take place where we have been played by the enemy to actually harbor bitterness and resentment towards this audience out there. Sometimes it's a nameless, faceless uh, group that are antagonistic towards us. And we just have a it's like a hatred towards this group that needs to change. And I would say you cannot really function in agreement with the Holy Spirit and in agreement with his love inside of you until you repent of that, because it's almost like you have turned off the gate valve. There's all this grace that wants to come into your life, all this love that wants to come into your life. But when you choose to agree with the devil on his, you know, on the opinion uh, of animosity towards someone, you are clipping the wings, you are turning off that flow of grace into your life. And so that's where it starts. But then after that, I think we need to take on the model uh, to, you know, starting like immediately to say, Lord, I don't want, I don't expect it to be easy. 
See, many of us are like, okay, I'm going to share the gospel and it's going to, you know, it's going to be a huge risk and I'm going to speak to this person about Jesus. And then if they slam the door in my face, it's like, well, okay, uh, that's it. As opposed to being like the Holy Spirit and saying, but God, is there more? I, I genuinely care about that person. And right now the state that they're in is very dangerous and hazardous for their soul. So God, what, what is your care for them? What is your love for them? I think we need to begin to ask God, how do you feel about this person? What, is, what are your thoughts towards this person instead of what are my thoughts? Humanly speaking, we're going to fail in this. But God desires to use human vessels filled with the Holy Spirit to do the work that only he can do in this earth. Amen. Thanks, Eric. Uh, if, if somebody wants to take this even deeper, I would highly encourage them to consider joining us in this upcoming training season this, next, mm. this summer and this next fall where we're actually taking a lot of these same truths and we're applying them very practically into the Christian life of how does this actually work in the day-to-day operation of Christian living. So if you'd like to learn more about our training programs, you can do all of that at ellersley.com. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. To learn more about our training programs or to support this podcast, visit us at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.